from her backpack for a teacher and pulled out panties someone had stuffed inside like scars from a magician's canister. Then just today, they somehow got into her locker. She suspected her locker partner, a chubby, unpopular girl who just might go along with the popular kid's prank just to be liked, and filled it with what had to be at least 50 dildos of all shapes and sizes. They spilled out onto the floor when she opened it to get her trig book after lunch. A well-timed stunt, because the halls were filled with kids, sluggish and lingering after class. They all laughed, of course. Clara heard Casey Cotter, head cheerleader, screech. What's she going to do with one of those? The sight of Mr. Rosen tossing all those fake dicks into a trash bag while she got escorted to the principal's office was probably the most surreal moment of her life, aside from the day she watched her mother carry a suitcase down their gravel driveway while the chickens bickered and pecked around her feet and their goat, Harold, tugged at the hem of her sundress. Clara and her stepfather had stood on the porch watching the procession. That, of course, hadn't stopped her. Clara's mother had thrown her suitcase into the back of a BMW, while her young boyfriend, even younger than Grover, her stepfather and her mother's second husband, held the door like a chauffeur. They called her stepfather into school, interrupting his deliveries. She could tell he'd been out of the truck and not out in the field, because he was wearing good jeans and a clean shirt. And the sight of him sitting there in the little chair outside the principal's office, hat in his hand, head down, hangdog, like he was the one in trouble, made her heart lurch in her chest. Hey, Grove, er, Dad. She tried to call him Dad in school or whenever an adult was present, but Grover was only ten years older than she was, and since her mother had married him four years ago, adjusting to thinking about him as her father had been weird. Not that he had ever insisted. He looked up at her, nonplussed. What happened, Clara? They hadn't told him? She sighed, taking the chair beside him and glancing at the principal's red-headed secretary, fingers clacking away over her keyboard. Mrs. Martin was nice enough and seemed sympathetic every time Clara ended up in the principal's office, and she probably knew what had happened anyway, the whole school knew, but she still didn't want to broadcast the latest event. Someone put a bunch of stuff in my locker. Grover frowned. What kind of stuff? She felt her face getting hot as she leaned in toward him. He smelled like the farm. They both did, all the time. But he was nice and clean for a change, and there was something else, a more fragrant masculine scent. She felt him holding his breath and she whispered the words into his ear. Sex stuff. Then he sighed, letting out his pent-up breath. But they didn't have time to talk about it before Principal Brody was opening his door and waving them into his office. He'd called in the big guns, getting Mrs. D'Angelo, the school counselor, involved. And Clara sat in the corner, red-faced, and listening while they talked about normal sexual development and homosexual curiosity and school bullies and suicide contracts. And when she looked over at Grover, she didn't know which of them was redder. But when Mrs. D'Angelo started asking Grover questions about Clara's mother, he stood up, jaw set and mouth drawn tight, still holding his hat, and said, I'm going to take my daughter home now. No one objected. The ride back to the farm was quiet. Even with the windows of Grover's Ford F-150 rolled down, the spring almost summer air cooling Clara's flushed cheeks. Do you want me to help you finish? Clara glanced back at the boxes full of fruits and vegetables, still stacked in the back of the pickup. 
No. He shifted into a lower gear as he turned down the dirt road. It was their road completely, and there were no other houses or farms for a mile in any direction. But I've got a family from the CSA weeding out back. Would you mind checking on them? Sure. Clara didn't mind helping him. In fact, she loved it. She'd been the one to develop the website for Grover's Farm. She even suggested the name. The CSA, Community Supported Agriculture, had been booming ever since, and Grover's delivery area just kept growing. Listen, Grove, about the, uh, the... He pulled into their driveway and cut the engine, cutting her off, too. Are you planning on killing yourself? No! She looked at him, horrified. Clara, to me. He put his hat on the seat beside him and ran a hand through his hair.